devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us, too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly, as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders, make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Tychicus will tell you all the news about me. He is a dear brother, a faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. I am sending him to you for the express purpose that you may know about our circumstances and that he may encourage your hearts. He is coming with Onesimus, our faithful and dear brother, who is one of you. They will tell you everything that is happening here. My fellow prisoner Aristarchus sends you his greetings, as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. You have received instructions about him, if he comes to you, welcome him, Jesus, who is called Justice, also sends greetings. These are the only Jews among my co-workers for the kingdom of God, and they have proved a comfort to me. Apophras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer for you, that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. I vouch for him that he is working hard for you and for those at Laodicea and Heropolis. Our dear friend Luke, the doctor, and Damas send greetings. Give my greetings to the brothers and sisters at Laodicea, and to Nympha and the church in her house. After this letter has been read to you, see that it is also read in the church of the Laodiceans and that you in turn read the letter from Laodicea. Tell Archippus, see to it that you complete the ministry you have received in the Lord. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. New International Version. Every church has its problems. Much like individual believers, each faith community has its own character and personality, which makes their particular issues unique to them. The Apostle Paul wrote his letter to the church in the ancient city of Colossae to address an issue which was weighing on his heart. Broadly speaking, the problem of the church was legalism. That is, boiling down and condensing the Christian life into spiritual rules to live by. Although, on the surface, that may not sound so terrible, for Paul it was damaging to Christianity. Whenever anyone or any group of people systematize Christianity into a list, it is a fool's errand. Let's face it, the worship of God, and thus the Christian life, is, for the most part, ethereal and mysterious. Throughout church history there have been legions of folks who have attempted to nail down Christianity into laws we can clearly see and hold people accountable to. Whether it is making human contrived lists of sins to avoid and codifying them as something like the terrible ten or the nasty nine, or whether it is trying to humanly comprehend salvation and a tidy five spiritual laws or basic principles for life, all this predilection for list-making does nothing but discourage the Christian heart and divide one another about things that just don't matter. Paul wanted all his churches to be encouraged and united in the love of God and Christ through the enablement of the Holy Spirit. This requires prayer, lots of it. Because we must live by faith, trusting God for each step to take in the Christian life, rather than relying on the list to tell me what to do. So, that's why Paul ended his letter to the church on a note exhorting the people to never give up praying. Greater than prayer enlarges the heart until it is capable of containing God's gift of Himself. Greater than. Greater than Mother Teresa, 1910-1997. Devoting ourselves to prayer means that we will need to quit devoting ourselves to something else, namely, the nice, neat, packaged formula of do's and don'ts on the list. Paul didn't just want the people to adopt a different list, he wanted all the lists tossed into hell. Instead of always trying to control outcomes, Paul wanted perseverance in prayer without knowing what the result and outcome would be. His deep desire was that believers would rely on God and the mystery of Christ. He longed for the church to pray with all their doubts and uncertainties, not believing they always needed sure answers for everything. 
The Christian life cannot be made into some geeky algorithm so that we can avoid suffering, know all the right things to say in a conversation, and always keep God happy. God is not some algebra equation to figure out. He is not a gumball machine to put a quarter in and get what you want. He is not Santa God. Christianity requires living in the tension of not knowing everything and yet having cogent answers for others who inquire about our faith. It is a dynamic relationship in which we must continually interact in prayer to God as we largely improvise our lives, spontaneously applying what understanding we have for each situation we face. Greater than the whole reason why we pray is to be united into the vision and contemplation of God to whom we pray. Greater than. Greater than Julian of Norwich, 1342 circa 1416. Christians need an ongoing dialogue with the God who answers in His own good time, according to His own good will. We are to make good use of the time God has given through choosing our words with others wisely as we simultaneously carry on a silent prayer conversation with God. This is a Christianity that's far above rules and laws and checklists. It is Christianity as it's meant to be lived, depending on Jesus, and relaxed in the Spirit. This takes practice, practice, practice. Failure is both inevitable and expected. And that's okay. We're not living by lists and human contrived rules. We're living a new life in the power of Christ's resurrection. God of mystery, the one who conceals and reveals, forgive me for my attempts at reducing faith to a few spiritual rules to keep. Help me to speak in ways which are gracious, loving, and redemptive. May the person and work of Jesus come tumbling out of my mouth while I inhale the breath of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Above Paintings of Prayer by African Artist Angu Walters